Things are already have looked a little bit different this morning. They're going to continue to look a little bit different than normal. Um, we, we are launching our life groups, our home groups, this Sunday. And so over the next few weeks, those groups are going to be starting up, and there's opportunity for you guys to jump in and participate in that. We would love it for as many as people as, are, as can, as possible, to be in these groups. So I want to share for maybe five minutes um, a couple of thoughts about our life groups. I would encourage you, if you missed last Sunday, you can go back and listen. We kind of set the stage for what life groups should be like. And there were kind of five key concepts that we shared. I'll give you the quick, like one, two, three, four, five bullet points really fast. We talked about life groups being a place of rest for the weary. We talked about the importance of serving together and eating together or learning to, to work and play together and the relationship building that that accomplishes and the things we can accomplish united together when we're serving. Well, we talked about being a shelter in the storm, that when life is hard, you need people in your boat that are rowing with you and people that will remind you that Jesus is right there present. And that, that feels a lot more real this morning than it did even a week ago. Um, number four, we talked about our life groups being a place where we can feast on God's word together. If we just do the first three things, you can find that in a bar, you can find that in a social gathering, but we're, 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 co we're coming together to feast on Jesus, on his word, and be strengthened by it, and may it be life to us. Um, and so, and then finally, we talked about home groups being a place to wrestle and to grow, that Jesus invites us to engage with difficult ideas and with difficult people, <laughs> with difficult people. And so we don't need to run from those things. Um, it helps us grow. We grow. The person that we think is a difficult person, they're probably thinking you're the difficult person. And so we're both kind of, you know, the scripture talks about iron sharpening iron. And that sounds like this really wonderful thing. Those are like two really hard things crashing against each other and sparks fly. It's a little more challenging than we think, but Jesus, Jesus invites us into those kinds of relationships. And so those were five key things. You can listen back to the sermon to hear more in depth. Um, also last year, right about this time, we did about a six week series um, on what a disciple is and how we grow as disciples together. Um, it is some core material that we will teach every so often here at the church. Um, but I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. You can find it on our website if you kind of go back in time a little bit there. All right, so there's some things to just be aware of. A couple of verses I want to share with you this morning, just kind of reminding us of just the core purposes of why we're meeting together in a life group. So first and foremost, Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. Um, this is a familiar passage where Jesus talks about what, what are the core things that we're called to as followers of him? What are the core principles? And he says very simply, as this, this guy approaches him and asks in Matthew 22, verse 36, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. There's a reason Jesus connected these two things together. Our, our growth, our knowledge, our understanding of who God is and how he loves us is deepened as we spend time with each other. We learn things from each other about God. I discover all the time. It's, it's been amazing to me over the years as I've sat in home groups with people. We'll read the same passage or we'll be reading through the same book 
And somebody just gets something from a little bit of a different perspective. And it's so encouraging to hear. Sometimes it's so challenging to hear, but it's needed. We learn from each other. Also, if we're trying to love people without God's love in our life, that's going to be impossible. So these two commandments, they're not interdependent. They, They lean on each other. We discover and learn and wrestle through who God is as we explore his word and we discover his love for us. And it is his love in our lives that enables us to learn to love each other well. And so that's the heartbeat of our home groups. This isn't to check off a box. It's not to be able to say, hey, I attended a home group for a year and I'm so much smarter about what the Bible says now that I attended that home group. That's not the goal. I hope you will learn some more things about what the Bible says, but that's not the goal. The goal is to grow in the love of God and and learning to love each other well. That's the goal. Now, in the book of Hebrews, maybe Paul, probably Paul in my estimation, someone, the writer of the book of Hebrews, um, discussed um, as we see time drawing to a close, as we get closer and closer to Jesus appearing. Well, that happens every day. And as we're drawing closer to that, the importance of being connected with one another. And so in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, I want to read this, and then I want to just highlight some some action words that are in here. Verse 23, let us hold fast. Can you say hold fast? fast. Good. You're going to have to say a couple more, so that was good practice. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up, say stir up, up. one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. together. Good job. (laughs) As is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. (laughs) And all the more as you see the day drawing near. All right, so a couple quick words here. First of all, hold fast. It's telling us to hold fast to hope. That word hold fast, it means to have and to hold. And as a pastor who occasionally does weddings, that immediately jumped out at me as something we say in our vows, to have and to hold. And I love, I love that imagery because the passage is saying we can hold fast because he who promised or vowed is faithful. I can hold fast, I can have and hold on to Jesus, not because I'm faithful, because he is. And see, part of the value in being together is we can encourage each other to hold fast. We can remind each other that he's being faithful. Even in the midst of the difficulty, even in the midst of situations where it feels like he isn't present, he is. He's faithful and we can hold fast. Um, It goes on, it says, to stir up love and good works. That, That word stir up that's used there, the English word, like it was really hard, I think, for the translators to figure out the perfect way to say this because this word has to do with motion in general. It means motion into, like maybe you're, you're adding an ingredient into a batter and you're stirring it up, so that's where the stir up comes in. So motion it into. It also means um, to push it in a direction, to move towards something. It even means to put, like to be put upon, almost like you're wearing something. So something's being stirred up inside, we're being pushed towards and into a direction and we're putting something on. It's almost like in him, we live and move and have our being. Okay, and so this is, this is something we are to encourage each other. So there's times where I need to have just instilled deep within me God's love and the work that's happening and what he's calling me to. 
Sometimes I've got all that. It's inside of me, and I just need to be nudged in the direction of putting into practice some of the things God's calling me to, to outwardly love people well, to outwardly have some good works in my life. There are also times where I need to receive, I need to have put upon me love and good works. Those are things we can do in our home group. There's times where somebody needs to just come and sit and y'all are loving on them. You're ministering to them. At other times, we're gonna be stirring each other up to, to remember and hold on to those true things deep inside of us and then finally to push each other forward into action. Does that make sense to you guys? So hold fast, stir up, meet together. The only thing I could say there is um, when he says not neglecting to meet together, that seems pretty basic and simple, but it's very specific. This means not a solitary gathering or an occasional moment. You know, this isn't showing up at Christmas and Easter, right? Okay, this is, this is consistent. It's customary. It's a pattern of meeting together is the concept of, of that phrase, meet together there. And then finally, encouraging one another. It, it, that word includes to aid, to help, to comfort. It does mean to encourage. It means to invite. And it means to exhort, to kind of challenge. Those are some of the words wrapped up in that word, encourage. And then finally, it ends with all the more as you see the day approaching. And so the closer we get to that day, the more purposeful we should be to meet together. That doesn't mean it has to overwhelm our schedules. It's about valuing what's important, saying there are certain things that are, that are most important and those things are kind of non-negotiable. And there's a few of those. Our personal walk with the Lord, our family is crucial, but our church family is crucial. We need to be in real relationship with each other. And I'm, I'm grateful that often on Sundays, what I see when people gather is that we're talking, we're encouraging one another, people come early, people stay late, that's great. But I also know it's possible on a Sunday to, for it to just be kind of a quick drop in the bucket thing. It's possible just sort of like, almost like a stone skipping on the water. We just kind of skim the surface. But when we commit ourselves to meeting regular, we can go to deep waters. We can drop one of those big old boulders. Anybody ever spent time at the cove? Like I have to talk my son out of picking up those huge rocks that have a purpose there on the shoreline. And just, he wants to just chuck them out there and see the big splash. Um, but listen, we need that. We need to have a place where we can go into deeper waters with one another. And when you have time to do that, you can kind of sit in relationship and be present and slow down. So there's just some thoughts of encouragement. Okay, so let me give you some practical things. The plan. In just a moment, I'm gonna introduce you to a few people, but I wanna give you kind of three values um, of what you can expect in our small group environment. Um, these aren't just values, these are actually some instructions I'm gonna give you guys for how we are gonna operate in our small groups with each other. You guys ready? If you're note takers, this is a good moment to go ahead and get your paper and pen out. Okay, first of all, our small groups are gonna be a safe place. What does that mean? I'm gonna give you some specific ways we can be a safe place. We're not gonna to try to fix people. Jesus transforms, he changes lives. Occasionally, he may call me to say something to someone, but my job is not to fix people. And so I'm not gonna give unsolicited advice. It's one thing if I'm saying to Alex, hey bro, what do you think about this? Do you have something you can speak into this? But if I'm just sitting there pouring my guts out, the last thing I need Alex to do is what I do all too often with my wife, where I just try to fix it right away. <laughs> and she's like, I just want you to listen. I'm, 
I'm sad, I'm upset, I don't need you to fix this, I just need you to be present. And so we're not gonna fix people by not giving unsolicited advice. Does that make sense? Do you understand that? So they ask for it, of course we're gonna help them and encourage them and speak truth. Um, we're not gonna interrupt people. It's really easy when we're sitting in a group of people where you, know, you have that, that thing where when somebody's talking and pretty quickly, you're thinking more about what you're about to say than what they're still saying. I'm the only one guilty of that. Okay, I guess it's just me. My brain goes there, right? I begin to think about my response instead of really hearing and listening and understanding the person. And so one of the ways we can practice that is by not interrupting. Let me not be so quick to think about what I'm gonna say next. Let me just sit and listen to the person and hear their heart. So we're gonna practice not interrupting, not fixing. And finally, we're not gonna gossip. I don't get mad very easily. That will make me mad. That, that will bring about a phone call, like what is the deal, knock it off. We're not, gonna, we're not gonna talk poorly about each other. And we're not gonna do false versions of that, like hey, I'm praying for this person, let me share all their garbage with you so we can pray about them. We're gonna really pray. We're gonna really listen and we're gonna really encourage. And we're not gonna talk about one another. So if something gets shared in that group, that's a gift. When people share intimate details, that is a gift. That's more precious than gold. And so we need to treat it as such. And when somebody opens up and is sharing their life, we need to protect that. And so we're gonna be a safe place. This is making sense. Okay, great. All right, so it's gonna be a safe place. We're gonna value people. And I love how like I was all like, we're gonna be done at 1120, so we have time. And it's my fault. it just takes me longer than I think. We're gonna value people, okay? So our goal is to listen and love and affirm each other. So here's some things that are gonna happen. We're gonna embrace the long, awkward pause. We have trained our home group leaders to actually wait and linger because sometimes what happens is someone begins to share and there's maybe a little bit more there, but the minute there's a moment of silence, people jump in and we miss that thing that the Lord was stirring in their heart and they might be open to just daring a little bit more. And they could be that close to some cool breakthrough moment where you guys are gonna to get to know somebody on a deeper level. You're gonna be able, able to pray for them more appropriately. And so we're gonna just embrace that. Every now and then there might be long, awkward pauses, not, not five or 10 minutes, but you'd be surprised. Sometimes 30 seconds can feel like five or 10 minutes. If we practiced it right now, it'd probably drive half of you nuts. It's difficult, but we're gonna practice that. We're also gonna practice asking a person follow-up questions. We're not just gonna, well, hey, that person talked, great, on to the next person. We're gonna sit, we're gonna listen, we're gonna share, um, and we're gonna embrace that. The talkers at times are gonna be asked to hang back a little bit. The ones who are quiet are gonna be encouraged to share a little bit. Nobody's gonna be made to do something they're not comfortable with, but, but we, wanna, we wanna share life with one another. And so that means some of us need to talk less some of us need to talk more. And so those things are gonna be encouraged. Got it? We're, we're gonna be a safe place, we're gonna value people. And then finally, we're gonna plan for growth. Our, our home groups are going to be open. That means people can join them. Um, we may not literally do this, but we've talked about the idea of the empty chair. Like it's almost good to have an empty chair and just go, hey, eventually somebody's gonna be in this chair. We're already thinking about them, praying for them. We can't wait for them to come. And so our groups are gonna be open and have an empty chair mentality. And if they get too big, that's great. Then we'll branch out. 
will branch out. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Blessed are the flexible, for they will not be broken. Things are going to change. We're not going to have home groups that stay the same holy huddle of the same six or eight people for five years. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're not going to do that. Now, we're not going to try to purposely spit, split people up that have great relationship, but we may strategically go, hey, there's eight of you that are doing awesome in this life group. Cool. Let's split that and have two pairs go and have two more life groups and reach some more people. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way these are going to work. All right. So safe place. We're going to value people. We're going to plan for growth. Okay. Y'all good? All right. Now I want to introduce you to some people. So if the Hawkins would come on up, the Sorianos would come on up, the Spencers would come on up, and the Pinellas would come on up. I want to introduce you guys. Y'all just don't go behind me now. Can't do that. Let me move this. Y'all come stand right out here. All right. So let's do this. For the sake of my brain, Alex and Crystal, can y'all go to the side and can you four come to the middle? There's a reason I'm doing this. For those of you that are OCD like me, you will like this. All right, I'm going to come around. I feel weird now that I'm behind you guys. Okay, so here we go. So first of all, down on that end are Crystal and Alex Hawkins. Um, I know y'all see them up here a lot. Hopefully you've all met them. Um, We love them dearly. And they are going to be opening up their home on Tuesday nights. And do we have that map? Can we pop that up there on the screen, Jacob? Can y'all see that from there? If you can't, it's okay. We have these that we are going to hand out to you when we are done. They have the map on the back. But we have three life groups meeting in three locations. And so the Hawkins are going to meet on Tuesday, and they are the star just to the left of where we are this morning, North Shore Elementary. They're really close by. Okay, then next are my parents, Bob and Diane Spencer, and Kristen and Nick Pinella, my neighbors. Um, They are opening their home and my parents are gonna lead that home group in their home. And so that is the furthest west group, um, probably 10 minutes or so from here, 10, 12 minutes from here west. They're gonna meet on Wednesday nights. Am I having this right? Okay, good, all right, I'm doing good so far. Okay, so that's the Spencer and Pinella group on Wednesday nights, farthest west. And then Andrew and Deera are sweet friends. We are so excited. They are opening up their home to lead a home group. These guys are the first folks that we met in Knoxville that are leading a home group. That's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. You know, we've dreamed for a long time when we came out here. This isn't just about some weird people from Franklin running everything. Like we want to see the body that the Lord builds together here in Knoxville. And so Andrew and Deer are opening their homes on Thursday nights. They are up in North Knoxville. So for all you folks who make this long drive out here on Sunday mornings, you got a place close to you. Now I'm praying for that space in between. I'm believing we'll have another group or two for that space in between soon. But right now, those are our three groups. They're opening their home on Thursday nights. So here's what I want to encourage you guys to do. Um, would, would you guys maybe just kind of spread out into three areas back there? Did I give you guys all yeah. a sign-up sheet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick and Kristen, if you guys would just stand with my parents, that would yeah. be awesome. Um, did you, I think Amy's holding on to y'all's. Just kind of spread out along the back, back there. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you already know you want to be in a home group and, and maybe you were in one already in the spring and you want to jump back in with the same group of people, that's great. You can go right to them. If you think you want to be in a home group, you just want to get to know people a little bit more, stay, slow down, mingle. It's okay. We'll let the kids hang. Can can the kids hang for 10 more minutes or so, Christina? They'll be fine. They'll be all right. The kids can hang for 10 more minutes. We don't want you to feel rushed. You can visit with these folks. If you're not ready 
to commit to a life group yet this morning, we've printed up these, these information deals here. They've got the map on the back. They've got um, the contact info for who you can email if you want to join a group. Just make sure you grab one of these. I have extras up here. They all have them back there. They're also out where the donuts are by the coffee, if there's even still donuts. Um, so if you can, hang around. I'm going to pray in just a second, dismiss y'all, but hang around, mingle. If you just want to ask some questions in general about life groups, I'll hang out up here and I can answer those. Uh, but feel free to meet people, figure out what works for you. There's different locations. There's different days. It's cool how that all kind of worked out. So there's some options to choose from. We would love for you guys to plug into these groups. Um, Alex, is there anything else you can think of that we had said we were going to talk about? We good? Okay, I have one last thing. I don't know if that y'all care about this, but if you do, for right now, the curriculum is going to be unpacking the sermons, unpacking the sermons. That will not always stay the same. Last year, we were going through the life of Jesus and just looking at the scripture and talking about it. For right now, we're going to unpack the sermons. And next Sunday, I'm starting a series called Hold Fast. It's a study of the book of Ruth. And so that'll last four, six weeks, I think. So really excited about that. Um, if you miss a Sunday morning, we are going to be posting our podcast by Monday afternoon. So if you miss and you need to listen to catch up before Life Group, you can do that. You can subscribe to those on the iTunes podcast app, SoundCloud. You can find it on our, on our website. All right, we good? Yeah? All right, spread the word. Not every single person is here this morning. So let's spread the word, let's talk, and let's engage in life groups. Let me pray and I will dismiss you guys. Jesus, we love you, we trust you. We do continue to lift up everything happening with, with Irma. God, bring comfort, bring protection, bring refuge. God, would you move miraculously? God, I pray that we would be surprised at what you do to limit the damage and, and the loss of life. And God, no matter what happens, Lord, we are praying for comfort and for help. In Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for our church body. God, it is so fun growing in relationship with these people. God, would you help us find a place that you're calling us to? God, a place to connect and to build deeper relationship with one another. Thank you for these folks who have opened their homes and opened their lives to our church. God, bless them. Give them everything they need to lead these groups well. Help us to, to love them and serve them and follow their lead. And God, would you continue to rise up people in this body um, to minister to one another? and to our community here in Knoxville. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.